You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 114. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 114. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hello. What, what were, Hi, people. What were you talking about? I like, all just mumbling under your breath? Well, <laughs> well we're just going to have to agree to disagree. I don't even know. <laughs> I am not high, I promise. We are silly today. You've been cracking me up. Like It always gets started with the damn mic check. The mic check gets us. It's it, you got to warm up the mic. you got to warm it up, Chris. And it works. I'm about to. It works. Remember crisscross? Oh my god. Okay, off topic. Yeah, Here we yeah. go. We we can't. Okay. We cannot. That is a slippery slope. To the sode. So hello and welcome. Hello, podcast peoples. Pod, Pod peoples. people in full effect. So today we have an awesome topic for you about <coughs> jealousy. How to deal with it. Is your jealousy valid? Are you is it just a a way that you are that everybody else needs to deal with is it something you need to grow and develop we're gonna hash that all out so should be some good shit yeah yeah, yeah. so okay but <clears throat> i have an announcement you do yes because this week at, and try to stay with me because you always fuck this up i do not always i shouldn't say always I never fuck anything up. Never. Never. No. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> I don't fuck anything up. You always give away that we're recording ahead of time. Oh, I do? Yeah. Well, you just gave it away. I just fucked it up <laughs> even way worse. So. I'm going to own that. <laughs> See? This is a, yeah, 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 I'm going to yeah, own it's that. It's always me. So mm-hmm. this particular week, <laughs> when this... As you are listening to this, if you are listening to this the day that it airs, we are in our final week of signups for Triple T Retreat, Tanning Tacos and Transformation. Transformation. Ooh, we should have you do a jingle for it. Yeah? Which we would play I don't know when, but we should do it. When I'm there. You're not coming. Damn it. You're not invited. You're uninvited. So, okay. I feel so left out. I'm sorry to hear that. So, aw, you guys can see the face he's making. It's so, so pathetic. Oh, poor Mr. Smith. Oh, try to pull. I'll, I'll just, be okay. I'll be keep right. your composure. I'm gonna, I'll make it through the podcast. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. Pull yourself together. All right. So, this week, this is the last week, August 31st is the final call for the early bird registration for Triple T Retreat. At the time of this recording, we're past a third full. So by the time you hear this, we're probably 
at least halfway full, if not more than that. So you have to jump in now. In fact, we're going to still promote this through the new year. Like we still have plenty of time when you can purchase it, but we're jumping the price by I think 150 bucks. Oh wow. After the after August 31st. A so decent amount. And we we've actually anticipated that we will probably sell out of all the spots that we have in August. Right. So if you want in and it's been tugging at you, you need to go check it out triple t retreat.com. You can do a four payment plan installments nice. so you can break it up over four months with months which makes it extremely doable triple uh, triple triple t <laughs> tanning tacos transformation <laughs> sunday may 2016 so get yeah. it now <laughs> so it's okay and so what's going to be covered mr smith at the Tanning Tacos and Transformation Retreat. I don't know because you're not going to invite me. No. It, hey, we've been talking invite about Invite me and I'll, and I'll care. Oh. I'm going to have take it backsies. Take it backsies? Yeah. You can't take it backsies. You can't triple stamp a double you stamp. You can't triple stamp a double triple stamp. Triple stamp it. No erases. Tell blue make it up. Through. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Oh my God. Okay. So I'll tell, I was hoping you would do it in the announcer voice. So we're going to talk about dealing with your inner critic. Oh yeah. No, but this is your thing. Go. But it would be great if I said dealing with your inner critic and you went, inner critic. Oh, 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 oh. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was, okay. Go ahead. You're supposed to read my mind. God damn okay, it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So we're going to teach you how to deal with your inner critic. Your inner critic. We're going to talk to you about how to cultivate confidence. Cultivating confidence. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to break. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, gosh. Now I... Oh, and we're going to teach you how to effectively communicate so you can get your needs met. Effective communication. <laughs> and we're going to also talk about how to take all of this stuff that you learn in paradise and apply it to your real life. Paradise applied. <laughs> <laughs> Way to take it off the cuff. I really, really appreciate yeah. that. That was stellar. <laughs> nice. All right. So, again, please jump in if you know this is pulling at your heart and you want to join us, triple T retreat.com. You can find out all about it. So, um, I want to talk about some jealousy, but I believe you have a segment. Would you rather? Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> Excuse me. This actually, this would you rather actually applies to uh, the topic. Oh. Mm-hmm. It is. Would you rather have X-ray vision hmm. or bionic hearing, so your jealousy could be validated? So you could scope out your mm -hmm. your partner. So with vision, you could like see through walls and. You wouldn't necessarily be able to see through clothes, right? Because oh, that'd be too easy. That's not fun. It's too easy, though. Like, you, obviously, you'd go with that, right? Although, there's some many things that you don't want to see. You, could could both of them, it. can you turn them on and off? Uh, because I don't want to always be able to hear or always be able to see. No, always. That's how would you rather's work. Always. They're always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> would you like permanent x ray vision or permanent bionic hearing? I think that bionic hearing would make me go crazy. I know, because you'd hear everything. 
the voices in your head. You wouldn't be able to decipher. It would, it, it, right? it, yeah. And then I'd be trying to pay attention to clients and... Well, it's kind of hard to pay attention to clients with x-ray vision too, isn't it? Not if I'm just like staring at a wall. What if you just saw bones? Well, I'm on the phone. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not oh, the yeah. way you are. That's true. That's you, true. You, that might be really good for you. I see bones anyway, so I guess I have x-ray vision already. You kind of do. It's kind of one of your superpowers. I know. But I, yeah, I think I would choose the vision. How about you? Uh, Yeah, I think I would go with the vision. All right. Mm -hmm. It's decided. Yeah. The decision has been made. Oh, my God. You'll never I find I already that. have like fucking five clips. Oh, you so do? Oh, God. Sorry. There's no way that I'm going to add that one in. Don't if do If you guys one. know that reference. Yeah. You're pretty legit if you know that if reference. If you know that reference. <laughs> the decision has been made. Oh, that's Ooh, a good one. If, what is that from? If, if you know that, what can I give them? Mm, what do you have as a giveaway? You know what I'll do? If, if, if <laughs> I know this is riveting. <laughs> but if you know this and you email me, I will send you a pen that says, I'm a joy fucking junkie. Nice. That would be delicious. Yeah. If you email me the first person, I can't do it. The I first person. Yeah, just the first person. Oh, it's a contest. Because if everybody did it. It's on, bitches. Oh, my God. It's on. Okay. All right. Let's talk about jealousy. Yeah, let's get to some topic, man. So I want to talk about, first I want to read the submission that came through the website. So if you guys didn't know, we have a spot on my website. If you go to thejoyjunkie.com and you click on the podcast, there's a place where you can submit topics for us to cover. And I always look at those first before I build content so that way I can make sure that I'm giving you stuff that you want to hear about. So this listener writes in and says, I'm struggling with jealousy right now and I just found out my boyfriend has his ex on Facebook. And this isn't such a big deal. The problem is that I keep thinking about her and what they had and I'm wondering if she's prettier, etc., which is bad. So how can I stop thinking about his ex and his past and start living in the moment? I don't want to lose him, and we both agree that my jealousy is getting out of hand. I would love if you would talk about jealousy and exes. Any advice? Thank you. You guys are awesome. Nice. So thank you for saying that, and um, we would not be mad at you if you left an iTunes review. That wouldn't be <laughs> anything to get mad at. No, no. No. So this one is is a really interesting concept because jealousy is one of those things that I personally feel is most often a personal issue, like a, <coughs> uh, a character, I don't want to say fault necessarily or flaw, but something that you need to take ownership of because it's almost always rooted in insecurity. Or past... Uh... Experience. Experience, yeah. Sure. So the first two places, like if you're experiencing a bunch of jealousy, and let's let's use it in this relationship. Let's not use it necessarily in uh, like I'm really jealous of my best friend's, you know, business or, you know, my sister. So relationship My jealousy. sister has a better body than me or something like that. Yeah, let's, which all of this can apply for sure. Yeah. But I'm going to talk specifically about how to kind of navigate what's my shit, what's our shit, all of that. So the first thing is when when jealousy is present for you, usually there's two reasons. One is that personal insecurity, that it's like a character flaw on your behalf. Mm -hmm. It's something going on with you. 
Or the other option is you've actually been given evidence, reasons to support believing that your partner may not be trustworthy. Uh There might be a reason why you, based off of your history and your experience with this partner, why they may not be trusted, right? Yeah. So if you have not been given evidence, okay, so which sounds like it's this case here. Like as far as social media goes, um, both you and I have tons of X's on I mean, like we're such whores. We have tons of, <laughs> or we have connections to a lot of exes on Facebook. For sure. Yeah. We're also in a very different space, I think, in our relationship than, than a lot of people where we have kind of this unabashed trust that yeah. we've cultivated almost two, two decades. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think that's the right answer for everybody. And I think it depends on each individual relationship and what you are trying to surmount together as a couple. So this particular person had shared that they both agree that her jealousy is getting out of hand. Oh. You know? Yeah. And that it could be infringing on the relationship. So that might be a situation where you need to establish some certain boundaries. But I'm getting ahead of myself. The first question that I want you to really ask in looking at this is, is this my shit or is this our shit? Because if it's our shit, like for instance, there was infidelity in the past or almost almost cheating or texting or something like that. Some evidence, right. There's some evidence Mm -hmm. to go, hmm, maybe this could actually lead to something more problematic for us. If that's the case, then you both have to come to an agreement about boundaries and limits and what's acceptable, what's not. And you have to really, really, really talk about it and get vulnerable. And that's where a lot of people don't do not do that. It's true. In fact, what it usually sounds like is you know how I feel about that. You know how I get when you do that stuff. You know how that makes me feel, blah, blah, blah. And it is a making somebody else wrong for your own insecurities. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or you have a bunch of unresolved abandonment shit about past relationships. Maybe your ex was shitty or maybe your dad was shitty or your mom or you had some sort of egregious experience with betrayal where you're your antiquated historical shit that you haven't dealt with manifests itself in your present relationship. So I love to say, do not make your current partner pay for the sins of your ex. Nice. Right? Like, that's not fair. No. If they haven't given you any evidence that they're doing anything or that they don't love you or they don't care about expressing love the way you want it to be expressed or any of that stuff then it's probably your shit. It's not them, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. It's you. <laughs> now, in this in, in this case, I think she's pretty clear that is her stuff because she's saying my mind focuses. Mm-hmm. And my mind goes elsewhere. So, one of the things that I would love for you to try on and look at, and this is something that I use a lot in my work and we go through it over a couple of weeks around how we lose track of our 
mental conversation and our internal conversation, it just starts attaching to an idea right. and running rampant. Mm-hmm. So the first step is to, uh, to look at what are the facts. Like, what is the actual set of circumstances? So in this thing, this brief statement that she shared with me, the only set of facts that I see is that he is friends with an ex on Facebook. Right. Everything beyond that is her interpretation of that set of facts. what's happening with those facts, yeah. So you can always ask yourself, first, what are the facts about this situation? And then what am I making up? Mm-hmm. And then that allows you to really attach to the story that you're starting to build. So even if it's not, um, like in her situation, she might be allowing herself to think, God, she's so beautiful or she has a way better ass than me or I bet their sex was really good. And then and then one thought breeds the next thought right and then you're all of a sudden you're in this rabbit hole of thought process where you're all pissed off and you're trying to break into his passwords to see who he's talking to now, wait a minute. and it and it leads to all this behavior now wait a minute do you <clears throat> do you talk to your uh to your significant other first or do you go through the evidence finding first like what's the steps here well, I would say your first item of business is to it's and sometimes it's both. Sometimes it's I have jealousy shit that I need to work on and we're dealing with infidelity. Mm-hmm. That right there, that combo tough combo. You need a you need therapist, you need a couples coach, you need active a class, something. You need active work. Right. That stuff doesn't often just resolve itself. Right. Um there's something there that so okay if you're looking at the situation like let's say we're using this particular audience member it doesn't sound to me like she has a bunch of evidence to support that he's it sounds like he's awesome and that they have a great relationship is what i'm getting Mm -hmm. so in her situation she would look and go you know what he really hasn't given me any evidence to think that he doesn't love me there's nothing beyond this that all the facts are is he's friends with his ex on facebook that is it. So when she asks herself this question, is this my shit or is this our shit? It's hers. So wait a minute, can can you said he doesn't show me any evidence that he doesn't love me. Can something like this happen where there's a flirtatious thing going on or something happens behind the other person's back and they still love the other person? Yes. And that's that probably needs to be a totally different podcast. Oh, there you because, go. Write it down. Okay. Next podcast. That's your job. Oh, that's my job? It, I don't even have a pen. You need to be a better sidekick. Damn. I'm going to deliver a review. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> With all my spare time. I quit. <laughs> you can't quit. <laughs> um, no, but it's a good question. I mean, you that, know, that is really... that evidence that they don't love you? I mean, obviously there's some betrayal there and there's some issues to work on, but does that mean that the other person doesn't love? No, not at all. Not right. at all. Um, and, oh, my chair is farting. Nice. Um, I think I have a very different viewpoint on that because I believe that that we have like a soul tribe. We have multiple people that we're connected to and attracted to. And I really don't think that once you uh, get married or settle down or even are in a committed relationship that you stop being attracted to other people. Or that you stop having the 
experience of excitement from something flirty. Right. And if and that that is a whole nother ballpark that I don't even know if I want to get into. Right. I just want to make sure that there's uh, that the audience understands that there's a difference there's a difference between attraction and love. Absolutely. Right. Good that's point. all that's all I'm trying to say. That is a really good point. That is a really good point. Both can exist. Right. Like for instance, I can be madly in love with you and attracted to somebody else and both exist. Exactly. And I don't have to make myself wrong for being human, but I do need to hold myself responsible for my behavior. Right. So, There's boundaries set in our relationship, so those need to be respected. Right. right. And yeah. I think I talked about this on a pod not too long ago about how, um, I can't remember what which one it was, but we were talking about what you water grows. So if I notice that I'm attracted to somebody, and let's say we're in a situation like, acting or something like that like I'm doing a show with someone Uh and I have to be around them a lot I have to really monitor my behavior yeah who is he oh my god (laughs) (laughs) what's his name it's totally hypothetical (laughs) see this is your shit this is a perfect everybody this is a perfect example of Mr. Smith's insecurity (laughs) I was waiting for you to chime in yes good job (laughs) so uh so you are in control of your behavior. Like you've you've talked about that before. Uh and this might again, we're it's all tied though. It's all tied It's together. all tied. Yeah. Like you had a situation where you were attracted to one of your clients and you knew that I mean, and he's a massage therapist, so obviously you have this intimate connection of touch. Touch is intimate already. Right. And you decided that <laughs> you don't have to make yourself wrong for feeling attracted to somebody, but you do have to hold yourself responsible for the behavior that you choose. So you decided that it was in your best interest to stop seeing her as a client. Absolutely. And I've had And that similar. was a professional boundary as well as it was yeah. a marital boundary, right? Right. Yeah. So, and that is, I, and I'm sure as you guys are listening to this, you're going, there is no fucking way I could talk about that with my spouse. I get that. I know that a lot of partners can't even stomach the thought of their other of their partner being attracted to other people. Right. Yeah. But you and I both work in personal development, you know, and work on really owning what's insecurity, what's real, what what you can do with capacity to love, what we're designed as humans to feel and experience. So we dig into this and have addressed this much over the years. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to, if you're listening, going, my husband would shit a brick if he heard I was ever attracted to somebody else. Exactly. You know what I mean? So don't don't go down the rabbit hole with that one. Uh, but that's a really good question. And that's a good, I'm glad you brought that up because there is a difference between being in love with somebody and being attracted. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that comes down to, is your behavior honoring to your to your relationship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking at this set of circumstances, um, like, let's say, um, I used this example before. Like your father, and this is this is really similar to some of the work that I do one-on-one with my clients and in some of our programs, where the set of circumstances of you growing up Right, your father did say to you, this is a fact, your dad did say to you, you are a liar, a cheater, and a thief. Yes. Right? This is a fact. Those were facts. 
And then you created a belief around that. Yes, I did. Subconsciously, right? How could you not? Like, you, we don't learn personal development when we're children. So you take your facts that you're presented with, whatever they are, and you create a story around them. And everybody's story is different. That's why you can have two children grow, grow up with the same messaging in the same household and interpret it two totally different ways. Yeah. So <clears throat> the point of this is, now when we're involved in personal development, now when we're dealing with conscious mind and not subconscious mind, now when we can look at a set of facts and say, here's what really happened and here's what I'm making it mean, now you have to take responsibility of that. You can't just say, you know, I was a child and I didn't know any better because of course you didn't. Right. And one of the biggest lessons in that for you, like with that situation, is looking back and not expending your energy in blame. Like it would be so easy to just, well, of course, look what a dick of a dad I had and look at what this. And you could harbor a lot of anger a lot of, you know, in this situation, a lot of jealousy by making that other person wrong. And you don't get to grow. You don't get to develop. You don't get to heal. Yeah, you're stifled. So, so you're saying that that can be applied through jealousy as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So because a lot of times what happens with jealousy is your mind creates this radical story mm-hmm. or this gigantic truth or you start fantasizing about all these things that maybe happened or didn't happen or how he felt or how she felt or what they looked like or how they fucked or all these things and your mind just starts going crazy, crazy, crazy and you are creating that and you need to take responsibility for it, right? Right. So one of the first pieces that you can do about that is write down, and I would highly, highly advocate journaling around it, write down what are the facts, what have I made that mean, and start looking at that particular truth that you're creating, that belief, that reality. Because there could also be things like, Maybe there was infidelity in the past. And the truth that you've created is that he doesn't love you. Yeah. Okay. Therefore, you don't love me. And that might be your interpretation. It's how we interpret that set of facts. Yeah. So, okay, maybe I'm getting ahead of you. But now let's say that your jealousy is validated. You look at the truth. You look at the facts, excuse me. And you see that, yeah, there are some things that are, my jealousy is valid. Right. So maybe, maybe. What do you do with that? Well, then that's a perfect example of this is our shit. If, if we both want to create a relationship where we both thrive and one has maybe betrayed trust, mm-hmm. then that, again, that's why I was saying this really needs to be like, you need to get into couples therapy with a coach or with a therapist that you actually like. Uh, yeah. You know, that you both like. Um, because this shit usually doesn't resolve on its own. Mm-hmm. But the first piece of that is 100% commitment to get through it. Like, and actually being willing to talk and converse about what's happening with each of you and how you're feeling about things. And a huge component is boundaries, establishing boundaries. So a perfect example would be uh, travel. Like if if one person travels and there's been issues of uh, betraying trust or something like that, 
having a really candid conversation with one another before one of them travels and saying like, what do you need from me to feel supported? Interesting. You know, you know, I have another example. We, uh, we know a couple that uh, have both had, you know, rough pasts in this with other relationships. And now that they're together, whenever they go somewhere, they will FaceTime so that they know where the other person is. Instead of it just being Instead audio. Instead of just a text or just saying, oh, I'm at the library. Like you can actually like see where they are and it makes the other one feel more comfortable. And that's right? and that's a cool little system. A great example of here's how we both feel honored. Right. And here's how we can set ourselves up so that we're not triggered. Because if they both know this is our issue, I know that I've got insecurity based off of my past. What would you think about this as a system? And that's very different than you know how I get about this. Right. You know how I feel or blaming or you're going to cheat on me or casting all this judgment. Oh, really? This is what we're going to do. We're going to FaceTime every time you go to blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. It's about sitting down and really having an honest, collaborative conversation. So this particular listener might have to sit down with him and say... You know, what would you think about, uh, like, maybe they have some sort of system, like, what if I friend request her too, or what if I have your Facebook password, or what if, you know, and I recognize that's a ridiculous request, mm-hmm. I'm trying to work through my shit, you know what I mean? Like, but it's sitting down and saying, I recognize that this is not about you. What I want to do is start gathering evidence that I can support, that I can trust you. Yeah. And I'm having a really hard time and just really owning that it's not his fault. Like, I get that you're not doing anything. I, this is a request that I'm making on behalf of myself. Or another perfect example is finances. Like, I want to be able to see our finances, you know, because some people have had issues where credit cards buy fancy gifts for the person, the other person, or they buy hotel rooms or Mm. something. Maybe there's some sort of agreement that you guys can have about seeing each other's finances yeah it's about coming together and you both feeling honored Mm -hmm. and it's also no excuse for you to not work on your shit so it's very hard for me to sum up getting through jealousy because it's such a deep-rooted thing that oftentimes has been created from a set of beliefs that you have nurtured over time like for instance the class i'm teaching right now it's this is 12 weeks long of changing deep mm-hmm. deep rooted beliefs exactly. so i think it would be negligent for me to say like just journal about it and you'll be fine a lot of times it is something that you really have to let go of and start nurturing the parts of you so that you're confident like even when we were talking before this i said remember when you used to be jealous like it wasn't really as much of an issue with our relationship, but I remember no. you saying about that when you were younger. It was an insecurity in myself, but I didn't realize that at the time. Sure. You know, but um, I think, you know, from the person who was jealous from that side of the relationship, I had to let go of being jealous and just trust. And if there was evidence that came to me that validated that I should be jealous, then I would go there. Right. Right. As opposed to just being that way. Regardless. Like you could have been that exact situation that I was saying, like, make me pay for the sins of your ex. Exactly. 
But you didn't. And I also never gave you reason to. Right. I I had to just fully trust. Yeah. And feel like, okay, well, if I get my heart broke, I get my heart broke. And most people aren't willing to be that vulnerable. Right. Most people need a defense. So That's really what it's about anyway, isn't it? About that vulnerability. Vulnerability. <laughs> vulnerability. <laughs> um, yes. And so that just brought up something that I wanted to mention that have compassion for yourself. Because if you are extremely jealous, you are probably, it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Right? When yeah. you're vulnerable, when you're super trusting that's also when you can get the hurt the most. That's so So true. most people aren't willing to feel that. And it's easier to translate that as jealousy, possessiveness, um, stalking, control. Mm-hmm. It's easier to do those things even though it hurts more. Even though that is painful. And right. that fucking sucks to be enveloped in jealousy all the time and that mind fuck. So for this particular listener... Have compassion for yourself. Know that you're just trying to protect yourself and you still have a a responsibility to continue to grow. Look at what are the facts. Have I been given any sort of evidence to think that I should be worried about what my partner is doing? And then looking at how you are interpreting those facts. What are you making that mean? Yeah. Getting that all out on paper. And then it's really the same set of advice that I would give almost anyone relating to obsessive thought pattern because it could be this where you're just like obsessing about the ex the snowball Mm -hmm. or it could be obsessively comparing yourself to somebody else's business or worrying about going to a family function or worrying about going on a first date it's really any time you feel like your thoughts are in control of you yeah yeah the easiest easiest way to do something about that is you have to first be aware that it's happening and say it out loud like holy shit I'm obsessing about his ex right now say it fucking out loud and then do <laughs> you have to call it out like you I just pictured myself in the grocery store and blurting that out in the middle <laughs> it just it makes it way more real and then what you have to do is distract yourself because what happens when you start thinking about that? Then you get on Facebook and then you start stalking them. And then the thoughts, your behaviors keep nurturing that thought process. You have to stop whatever you're doing. You have to go distract yourself. You have to watch a movie. You have to call a friend, talk about something totally different. You have to get out of that out of the, that funnel. Out of the tornado. And one thing that I love that I've shared a ton of times that I got from Harv Ecker whenever there's like negative thought processes happening in your mind because it's trying to take care of you it's just you're just trying to it's all deeply rooted in defense Mm -hmm. to say to yourself cancel cancel thank you for sharing it's like just an interruption in that tape you know that's playing yeah like cancel cancel and or sometimes i will just say out loud i am not choosing to focus on that right now Nice. It's just disrupting that vortex. But what we don't do oftentimes is we don't disrupt it and we feed it. So if you notice that you're obsessing on this thought of what about his ex, what about his ex, and then you get on Facebook, now you're supporting it with behavior that you don't have to do. Or you're like, ooh, I wonder if she has an Instagram. And then you, (sighs) more behaviors. Or you get on the phone and you start talking about 
colluding with another person who doesn't trust their ex or they have jealousy or they or doesn't trust their boyfriend or they have jealousy, whatever, whatever. Are your behaviors fueling that mental process? Mm-hmm. You're responsible for that. For sure. So those are a handful of things that you, you can do. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of say about it? No, I think uh, I think that's pretty good coverage. And I, I think it really comes down to conversing with each other. Um, even if it's saying something like, hey, I've been really struggling with jealousy a lot. Would you would you be up for listening to this podcast episode and tell me what your thoughts are? Because I really want to get through this. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to blame you for stuff that isn't yours. And I want to learn how to communicate it better with you. Vulnerability. Yeah, it's vulnerability. Um, yeah. But a lot of people think, and I see this all the time, just tell me what to do differently or, you know, which I can do. Like, think differently. You know, here's the thing to arrest your thought pattern or distract yourself or whatever. And they'll do everything they can to avoid sitting down and fucking talking to their spouse (laughs) with vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a piece to you working on your shit separately. But you have to show up in the relationship and talk about what's going on with you if you want some support. They're not a mind reader. You know, uh... Just to add something, an overly jealous person can create what they're trying to avoid. It's absolutely true. So the other person might be like, God, this person is just driving me insane with her jealousy. And it drives them into finding somebody else. Right. It becomes a self-fulfilling <laughs> Right, right. And it also infringes, like she said, on living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Enjoying the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And enjoying what is right there in front of her. Yeah. Because she's too distracted being afraid of losing it. Right. Or being af- afraid of it being threatened. So I'm not saying that necessarily any of this is easy. In fact, that is why I feel very strongly to say I can't imagine this being rectified with a 30-minute podcast no. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to continue to work on your own shit. You it's re- like watching a sitcom on jealousy and... And be like, oh, okay, done. <laughs> and we're done. No, you have, to, you have to do all this stuff. You actually have to catch yourself in those thought processes and have to choose something different in each moment. You have to say, I'm not thinking about that. You have to have the conversation with your partner. You have to start fueling yourself with positive self-talk. Personal growth. Yeah. All right. So, again, if you want more concepts like this in a really amazing paradise setting come with us to fucking mexico it's going to be so incredible and we're going to be digging into a lot of inner critic stuff a lot of the uh that kind of chatter and bullshit that we say to ourselves over and over and over again and how to change that and we're going to be doing it in this gorgeous gorgeous environment so that's awesome come check it out triple t retreat.com and triple 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 t (laughs) and if you want um if you want a little bit of advice on some of some of this work and you want to just get your feet wet and start looking at developing who you want to be and you're kind of newer to personal development or you want some really tangible step-by-step tools i have a free workbook for you if you just uh you can actually text the word junkie j-u-n-k-i-e 
to the number 66866. And uh, it's super easy. I'll send you a free workbook. And it's like nine different exercises to help you with self-love and um, confidence. In So a lot of this stuff, very applicable. That's awesome. Yeah, just the word junkie, J-U-N-K-I-E, to six six eight six six, And we'll shoot it off to you. All right, so I think that's everything. Anything else, baby? Sounds good. All right, so here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.